90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Hey, look at that. It's us. Hey, Kel. Adam, how are you? Adam is in the house. <laughs> oh, third person. What? <laughs> I can tell that Adam is rip-roaring, ready to go for trivia. He's ready. <laughs> I'm ready to make all those points and catch up Sharon. <laughs> 20 to 7. It's going to be a long ride. Yeah. <laughs> you got this, Adam. I like to keep you humble. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Now that Adam is a, a full year older... And wiser from the experience of playing uh, trivia on 90s now, uh, I think he may have upped his own game. I am, and it's my lucky year. Happy birthday, Adam. Thank you. 27 years old. Woo! He had his champagne birthday, 27 on the 27th. Isn't that wild? Exactly. That still makes him born in 1994, so we cut him a bit of slack. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. 27 was the last age... I wanted to be like, like where I was looking forward to next birthday. Like, like this is a cool number. Yeah. And then after that, nothing's cool. (laughs) Nothing's cool. Thanks for cheering me up. Yeah. Yeah. So enjoy this 27. I mean, but it's actually, but Sharon, by the way, Oh, I I have to tell you this, Adam, when you turn 30, Sharon gives the absolute best 30 pep talk. Uh huh. So make sure you seek her out. It works at 40 and at 50 also. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but it's really wow. it was really uh prominent when I turned 30. So cool. I'm only 32 right now but it was really great. <laughs> <laughs> She's full of lies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Thank I'm, you, Sharon. I'm here for, if you need it at 27, I can give it to you. Actually, you should probably give it to him at 29 because I think there's a lot of people that uh waste or 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 diminish their 29th year because you know 30's coming and you're mm-hmm. like this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. I didn't get this done. I haven't done that yet. Like, I'm not everybody does that. I know I was hard on myself at 29. So I'm assuming there are some other people that did that too. But don't waste being 29 either, Adam. Enjoy that year. Don't waste a day. I promise. Just get your crap done. <laughs> have fun. That's the 27 speech. Get your crap done and have fun. <laughs> uh, so, so you know who's not 27. Who is that? Or you. (laughs) No, no, no. Uh, I am 27. I have many years of experience being 27. Just like Sting, he's got way more years of experience being 27. In fact, he'll be 70 this year. Wow. What? Uh, And he's upped his tech game quite a bit for his new album, so we're going to talk about that. And whatever happened to those kids in those videos that we used to like? I mean, those videos, first of all, videos, whatever happened to videos. Uh, but those kids, those like signature cameo appearances for videos from back in the day, we're going to talk about a few of them. We've also got a whatever happened to Dr. Fraser Crane. <laughs> I'm listening. Uh, we'll tell you what happened with him and how you can catch up with him again. Also, um, with a video in mind, I guess, this year is going to mark the 20th anniversary of the attacks of 9-11 which is a mind blow for me to think that 20 years has gone by. Like, what? Um, And uh, one of New York's filmmaking sons is on the job of looking back and forward, actually, from that. So we're going to talk about that. Of course, we've already mentioned trivia. We're going to give Adam a chance to uh, try to knock down the queen. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) So we'll get to Kelly's trivia, but I thought that we... I thought we've got to start in New York because of how crazy it feels that 20 years has passed, almost 20, since uh, 9-11. And that uh, Spike Lee has put together this documentary that will chronicle the past 20 years in a really cool way because it's Spike Lee. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking to a lot of people from the attacks on 9-11 through to uh, right now in the good old pandemic that we've been enjoying for a year now. I'm so tired of that word. Can I just tell you? Like, what, I'm good old it. pandemic? Well, pandemic in general. And everything And I really don't like it, coronavirus right? either. Ugh, yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of done. Yeah, I'm it's funny it when I done for sure. When I do uh, when I do interviews or when I'm referencing, you know, I actually really try not to say the word. Like I'll just I'll just be like the times we're in. Like, you know, like I call it <laughs> this whole thing. Yeah, and there's hand <laughs> gestures that come with that, and an eye roll depending on my audience. <laughs> That's a good one, Sharon. Uh, that should be a, a bumper sticker and or a T-shirt. <laughs> I'm working on it. Okay, great. <laughs> with Back my face you, like this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so we're going to get to see that uh, on HBO later this year in uh, in and around September 11th. Obviously, it's uh, to commemorate that. Uh, but Spike Lee's press release starts like this. I just thought it was great. It's longer, but uh, I love the way he started it. And I will quote that. As a New Yorker who bleeds oh, yeah. orange and blue, the colors of New York City, I'm proud to have a Spike Lee joint about how our slash my city dealt with being the epicenters of 9-11 and COVID-19. With over 200 interviews, we dig deep into what makes NYC the greatest city on this God's earth and also the diverse citizens who make it so. That's just like the first little part of uh, mm-hmm. of his press release. So I think it's going to be great, not only because uh, it's Spike Lee and he tells a great story, but he manages to give people's stories their due. So it's, in fact, uh, his true uh, power of being a great director. What'll be interesting is I know he just said that he has over 200 interviews and I'm wondering, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Sharon, or your memory will, will serve you well, um, Back when 9-11 happened, in my estimation, being like someone that's not in New York at the time, I was living in Toronto at the time, but uh, Rudy Giuliani was such a calming presence. Yeah, which is You know, and like really at that point, I actually thought he should have run for president. You know, he was at that point. Yeah. And so now, uh, all these years later, it's so so interesting when I see him do what he does for Trumpy – I'm just like he's completely lost the plot. Like oh, yeah. and it's and it's and it's hard to equate that he's the same person who I thought handled the situation with 9/11 so well. And again, I wasn't with the inner workings. I don't know the failures that they may have had as a city dealing with it, but from the outside looking in, he looked like he was a good leader. I think what happens in situations period is that uh you hope that just in general that you're able to move forward. Sure there's going to be mistakes and uh, bumps along the way and not to diminish uh, anything regarding 9-11 as, you know, having a bump or whatever. But knowing that you have hope to move forward, you can accept the mistakes, I think. Mm-hmm. And with, like, him at the time, like you said, he could have run for president. He could have done anything. He was, he was like, this great presence of leadership. He is not that now. No. <laughs> at all. Zero. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, I'm not sure if Spike will uh, entertain thoughts of interviewing him or not or has done it already. But uh, because he was such like, I don't see how you could cover the 9-11 portion of this doc without, you know, I guess you could do it through old interviews that Rudy would have done or, or you know, speeches that, you know, grab from the news. But like he was a major face of dealing with 9-11 from New York. And it's it's funny also that uh, the advice that you get when you're coming up as an adult that uh, – 
you know, careful who you associate with, you're guilty by association, that kind of thing. It's amazing how quickly your own reputation can be tarnished just by who you keep company with. I should not hang out with you too often. Watch it. Uh, <laughs> but not just by hanging out with uh, or being near him. He had an active uh, role in oh, big, yeah. being the doofbag that he is now. <laughs> That's doofbag. <laughs> by the way, I was listening to last week's show in the car earlier this week, and uh, I really liked your portmanteau of flancy. Oh, I brought it up this week. <laughs> So I'm wearing good. my flancies right now. Flannel and fancy. <laughs> fancy flannel. Flancy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it when it just happens. It's, it's true organic. <laughs> you can't deny it. Would you go around wearing a t-shirt with flancy? This is how I categorize life. Would you go around with a t-shirt with that word on it? I would. I would wear In a, a shirt second. that's a flancy. In a second. And I would hope that the lettering would be prism. Yeah. <laughs> like old school iron on. Yes to that. <laughs> Adam's like, what is happening? Except I'd wear the shirt without any pants. <laughs> so it'd be ironic. Hey, wait, aren't you supposed to have flancies on? Maybe. <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> oh, the visual that is conjured up. You're Back welcome. You, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? It's probably time for, uh, you know, the trivia. 90s <laughs> now trivia bing bong bing bong so 20 to 7 20 to 7 Sharon's favor Yowza. your names are your buzzers Adam you have a chance here we are uh, question oh number one <laughs> name the group and I think you were one year old when this came out Adam hey, name that's the a group clue. name the group responsible for the song Macarena Adam. Oh, go Adam. Los Del Rios. Adam! What? <laughs> Good for you. Thank you very much. Is that because the French station you work for plays that song often? Absolutely not. I just okay. know that. <laughs> we do not play the Macarena every day. <laughs> no. Please, no. Any Quebecer worth his, uh, his uh, salt Putin. knows yeah. that song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it was like, I, that song, like when I hear that song, it just takes me back to 1995. Like it's, that's, that was that summer. Like, when I hear that song, I realize I'm at a wedding Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and I can, oh, okay. I can go to the washroom now. <laughs> that's your washroom song, Sharon? I hate it. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm going to reach my turning point at some point. You know, and go, oh, I, I actually love it. But I'm still in the sort of, oh, God. And then everybody starts to do the stupid dance. You have like, to do the dance. <laughs> you have to. Well, I know. And I am not opposed to line dancing, uh, electric slide, nothing. Love it. Like, I love it. But there's something about the Macarena that I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I can't. Um. I have fond memories of that song. Also that it was overplayed, but also fond memories of that song. But it serves a purpose. I do appreciate yeah. that at a wedding, people, yeah. you know, but a it's certain just, age. Like, you know what song I can't listen to at all really anymore because they literally killed it for me is Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. Like I can't, I cannot really mm. listen to that song. It's a beautiful song, but they killed it. I used to use that song in um, when I was teaching the history of popular music as a reference point. Um <laughs> and I, I end up wrecking it for everyone because in the video, it's her sitting outside and it's wintertime and she's like, you know, she's Whitney Houston kind of yeah. on the set of the movie. But um, so that point where the drum beats, 
that whole yeah. thing so the yeah. drum beat and her eyes are supposed to open at the same time yeah it's like a quarter second off so you wreck it for everyone yeah so you oh. and i'm like watch watch <laughs> you'll see and it's like just it's like a quarter step but if you watch the video you'll be like oh wow they couldn't have fixed that <laughs> <laughs> it's like how can you miss it exactly if- Ugh. I know. Especially when you're paid all that money to edit. Know what I mean? Like that's, and you're editing a Whitney song. And like, you know what? It's, it's not horrible, obviously, but it's enough that I'm like, shouldn't that be more of a pow? Like, uh, <laughs> like I think it was supposed to. Anyways, <laughs> you guys check it out. Get back to me. All righty. We're on <laughs> Next it. question. I'm on a roll. It's now 20 to 8. 20 Ooh. to 8. Nice. Uh, question number two. And I, I will say this to both of you before I read question number two. Think wisely before you use your name as your buzzer. All right. Okay. Uh, what was the first rap song to hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart? Sharon. Sharon. Uh, the I love uh, the the Puff Daddy and Faith Evans one about uh, Biggie. Oh, solid guess. No, but solid. That wasn't. No. That, oh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, the first. The first song we're looking for. The first song the to first, hit number one. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, little Adam, do you have a guess? Venture a guess. I'm going to go, I'm going to venture a wild guess and go with Waterman, Salt and Pepper. Oh, mm. also a good guess. Okay, Incorrect. now, is this a yeah. 90s question? This is a 90s question. Okay. Yep. Uh, Ice Ice Baby. Oh, of course. Oh. Yeah. All right. Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Fair enough. Yep, yep. So we could have guessed that. It's currently <laughs> 20 to 8. I'll yep. accept that. Putting it in my notes. There we are. Good job, Adam. <laughs> yep. Thank you, Sharon. <laughs> I don't know that I really liked Ice Ice Baby, but I don't know that that should have been the first rap song to make it to number one. You know what well, I mean? Well, I think that people would argue that it should. I think pe- many people would agree with you. <laughs> yeah. There's I just many thought, other great rap songs. In well, that I thought era. like number one wise, you know, I, and I, I guess maybe my brain is going, that's not a real rap song, but it was a rap <laughs> song. It just. Maybe. I really liked, um, because he very much followed MC Hammer in that time period uh, Mm. with the, with the genie pants, which I know Sharon, you had a pair for the clubs. Oh, yes. Um, But I really liked- The clubs and when I went to the the, uh, convenience stores and stealing loaves of bread. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I didn't do that. I could have and no one would have known because that's how big the pants were. If you go back in um, <laughs> YouTube, and I, it must be on there, the Vanilla Ice, and I'm pretty sure MC Hammer performed on the same award show, but I, the, I think it was the 1990 or 1991 American Music Awards. I, I think it would have been 91, actually. Uh, the glossy pants that Vanilla Ice had were epic. Like, it was it was like this American flag uh, wow. shiny number. So everyone should go and revisit that. Uh, Sting will be 70 in October, so take a moment, let that settle. He's also got a new album that we talked about a few weeks ago, a few shows ago, uh, called Duets. So that all-star lineup that'll bring Annie Lennox, Eric Clapton, the great Herbie Hancock, Mary J. Blige, and more, uh, to this really cool sonic experience. Now, what he's done is upped his game. What has he done, Kel? So much. Well, he's going to have, uh, this, like photo visual content that he's going on uh, before to sort of like, I guess, drum up excitement over all of it. And so fans from so many different parts of the world will actually be able to see the content in English, in French, in Italian, German, Spanish, Polish, and Japanese. So I think it's really cool that he's trying to be uh, inclusive to so many different parts of the planet, you know? 
Mm-hmm. It's neat. And it makes complete sense. You're going after a, a, a global reach mm-hmm. that you would make it accessible to everybody. I think that's super smart. So, uh, and pretty cool for a senior citizen of his age to be able to, uh, you know, make that kind of level of technology available. <laughs> I'm not sure he's doing the work, Sharon. <laughs> Probably not him. He's playing, uh, he's playing the bass. Yes. And singing in his sting-like sounds. Exactly. Um, I have a funny story. Go. Uh, it was not long before our wedding <laughs> that uh, that we did our own music for. Mm-hmm. Just ran it off the iPod at the time, and <laughs> um, and in you know how like old school iPod, which was like thick, it looked like a cassette. Um, yeah. For whatever stupid reason. I'm looking at it going, oh, you can change the language. That's neat. And I thought I could change it and then change back. <laughs> so, like, honest to God, we're talking a week or two before our wedding, and the whole day's playlist section wonderfully in our iPod. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, bloop. And I hit Japanese. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, cool. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's in Japanese. How do you go back? Uh, <laughs> So uh, that uh, heart attack, uh, <laughs> I had to look it up, <laughs> figure it out. Didn't lose everything because thankfully I had backed everything up, but figured out how to go back to uh, my Anglais. mother tongue. <laughs> English, don't ever try it. I thought you were going to have to go to the Apple store or something and have them find someone that speaks No, Japanese. thankfully I was able to go onto my laptop computer. <laughs> And say, ah, and they deciphered that <laughs> screaming yeah, I, sound, knew what I meant, and gave me the right information. Oh, thank God for that. Um, I think that's uh, that's what we called a teachable moment. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it, yeah, that's why I'm sharing it with you, the people. <laughs> I've always wanted to learn. Uh, it's, it's funny that you would have chosen Japanese. Uh, I've always wanted to learn that language because I use Japanese terms in my martial arts. So yes. I only, but I know certain mm-hmm. words, and and that's about it. So I I would love to learn uh, Japanese. I don't think it's in my future, but I think. Well, don't yeah. try it on anything important. Yeah, <laughs> try it on a separate like the thing. iPod. Exactly on the whole soundtrack to your wedding. Don't do that. Um, talked about uh, all these coming backs. Um, yeah, that Fraser's coming back to TV. Love it. Yes. Love it. It's cool, though, but it's not like regular network stuff, meaning that this will be another thing that you'll have to subscribe to that I won't know how to get. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paramount Plus, where are you hiding and how do I get you? Yeah, well, I, it's funny because I think they're still having to do it. But he was on NBC, right, originally? Yeah. That's what the uh, – but I guess that was on the Paramount lot because he, he mentions um, that – Kelsey Grammer mentions that he – spent so many uh, years of his life on the actual Paramount lot. So it's all connected. But I think it's amazing that you you read the part of the article, Sharon, where he said that he's actually been championing this for years to try to get this show to come back. I, I like the concept of that, that he's been championing it, which for the regular world would mean he just wants a job. Yeah. Right? I'm just trying to get this job. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He doesn't need the money, though, I feel. so. Uh, but I it's funny because I'm not sure how they're going to work this because he's still in that other um, – like, he has that other uh, show that he's supposed to be doing, that and, other sitcom. And nobody else has signed on to this, though, right? Yeah, well, that's it. I, apparently, they have gone after David Hyde Pierce to get him back. Um, John Mahoney, of course, has passed away. We'll see. It, I can't see them not getting Jane Leaves and Perry Gilpin back. Like, like mm-hmm. the show needs them, I would think. Yeah. 
I, uh, I mean, so. I suppose if they move away from the radio side of things, then they wouldn't need um, Roz back. But she was so great. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. as a producer, like, yeah. she she was such a great, um, just, like, foil to him. You know what I mean? So, And that's exactly, he couldn't do it on his own. And I don't think he would want to do it on his own. I think the the idea that the playing off each other, all the different uh types of characters at that show was so great in uh in platforming i think mm-hmm. well I'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed for those who actually know how to access paramount plus <laughs> yeah they think it's going to come in 2022 <laughs> because he has that other commitment and why am i forgetting the name of that show that he's oh yeah he's with alec baldwin modern family sorry it's not oh, no not yeah. it's but uh what's the name of that show though it's like it's like bob and joe or something i can't believe i'm forgetting the name of it but He's going to be with Alec Baldwin. So that's actually the interesting part, too. It's like they must have worked really hard to get these two to sign on to do a show together. And now he's already talking about Fraser. So, like, you're not thinking, like, oh, the sitcom that I'm doing with Alec Baldwin is not going to go eight years, you know, or six years or ten years. Like, you're already thinking it's not – unless he's going to see if he can swing both. Well, you can. You would be able to swing both if the other – you know, because this is not on a – technically not on a directly competitive network. All right. True. Yep. So – there's that. So There's we'll need that. a subscription for the uh, prescription of a session with Dr. Yeah. Crane. <laughs> Did you watch that ever, Adam, on uh, like reruns or something? Frasier? Yeah. I think I watched probably one or two seasons. Oh, okay. Like probably the first and second season. Okay. But it, it's been a while. I loved it, though. Oh, my God. It's so it's oh, epic. Super epic. smart. Yeah. Classic. Um, you remember back in the day when music videos were a thing? I do remember nope. it. Nope. <laughs> you know, when uh, when uh, video channels actually played music videos. Video what? I know. I, they yes. had channels that played videos? Yeah, it was like TV, radio for TV. Wow. I know, it's nuts. And back in the day, they, you know, where they budgeted for uh, videos to be, you know, great and big, and then they had a, it, <laughs> awards shows. For videos. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can't believe it. People in the videos were stars along with the band. So right. that's my point, mm-hmm. that there was a bunch of kids back in the day that made significant contributions to the uh, visuals that we saw that matched mm-hmm. the audio to our favorite bands, like Hot for Teacher from Van Halen or Twisted Sisters, We're Not Gonna Take It. The two, there's two... Uh, Two guys that were in each of those videos that are now all grown up <laughs> and uh, reflecting on how cool it was to be uh, to be in the videos, sort of like a moment in time because they've since grown up and gone on to do other things. I thought it was interesting that uh, the guy that was in the played the uh, Michael Anthony, the smaller, ver- the kid version of Michael Anthony in Hot for Teacher, yeah. that uh, he really wanted to meet the band. So he knocked on the trailer door and Alex answered and then. Long story short, this uh, young teenager is uh, playing drinking games with Van Halen. <laughs> of wow. course he is. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so from That's... my parental filter, this many years later, I'm like, that is irresponsible. <laughs> 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 but I might have been doing the same thing at the same time. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, but the fun uh, fun thing that uh, the cute little boy that Madonna gets uh, kisses in her Open Your Heart video, he was such a... He had like perfect little cheekbones, such a handsome little guy. His name's Felix Howard. He's since gone on to have his own career in music, songwriting and producing and stuff like that. I like that story Mm -hmm. because he's worked with, I mean, we just talked about Kylie Minogue last week, worked with her, worked with Sia, Amy Winehouse even. So 
Wow. Uh, what he had to say I thought was cool was that the Madonna thing is fading into a dot in my rearview mirror in terms of my life. It used to be a big part of my past, and now it feels like something that happened 33 years ago. Mostly because it did, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but how about uh, Blind Melon's No Rain? Do you remember that video at all? That's my jam. Is it? I love the B-Girl. Well, what happened to the B-Girl then? Well, Where is she? Well, her name was Heather Deloach. Yes. And uh, she's actually a mommy now, which is great. Pretty cool. Yeah, actually, she said that she, you know, she, because I think she went on to do other, uh, you know, shows and stuff. Uh, she was in movies, I believe, and all that kind of stuff. Um, look, she was actually on ER, uh, which I, I, that was a great show from the 90s. But yeah, she said her new role is being a mom, and she has uh, already uh, one kid and another one on the way. So I think that's Pretty great. Cool. And she was so awesome. Like, she became like a celebrity overnight because of that video. Oh, yeah. And like a little icon. Mm-hmm. Who, and she said she was obviously very upset when word came down that Shannon Hoon had passed away. Yeah. That would, well, that would have hit her right in the teenage yeah. years. and In the feels. Right, right in the feels. But I like that she said she had an amazing childhood and that it gave her so many amazing experiences that uh, <laughs> I love this too. I will put, uh, I put that costume on until I'm 90. <laughs> so she's not gained any weight, which is nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> She says, when I put that costume on, I am honoring something so amazing for me. The B-girl is a part of me, she said. I thought that was cool. I love that there's certain people that have a really good sense of, like, where they come from, and it's okay to still embrace that. You know what I mean? Like, I think Jennifer Aniston's okay with still being Rachel, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's some, there, and then there's some people that are not. Like, you can't, like, you know, for the longest time, and I'm not even sure if he's over it yet, but Marky Mark, you could not reference his Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I remember, I remember hearing that you, no one was allowed to bring it up, and then you'd see, like, uh, bootleg footage of being on set and, like, Will Ferrell playing the audio of uh good vibrations and he's sort of smiling through it <laughs> but it's like if i feel like if you're already this successful just embrace it like it's a it's part of what got you where you are it's totally you know? what yeah. got you where you are aside from the fact that he had incredible abs right yeah. but we wouldn't have seen those abs had he not had that video he wouldn't have then got the calvin klein ads yep and, you know, the the natural progression from Calvin Klein ads to, you know, Porn a star. film career. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Wasn't, he, didn't he play, wasn't his first big role Boogie Nights after that? Oh, Boogie Nights is such a great movie. Like, everybody in it is great. The soundtrack is amazing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he was he was perfect in that movie. Yeah, and he and I think he actually got that because people saw him in the Calvins. Like, he, I think he got... Obviously, he had to pass the audition and, and make sure he could handle it. But I think he got the chance because they saw how great he looked. And I mean, I, I don't confirm this, but that's what I'm pretty sure I read. I think they had to pad the Calvins a bit. You think just a bit? I do. <laughs> and, and, and Paquito? <laughs> yes, Adam. Wait, so Mark Wahlberg is Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch? Yes. I had no idea. Are you telling the truth? <laughs> I am. I just Googled Marky Mark on Google. The only thing that's coming up is Mark Wahlberg. So I, I'm guessing that's true. I feel like we failed you. We have failed Adam. If he, if <laughs> or I failed myself. <laughs> First Tom <laughs> Petty and now this. <laughs> well, look, at, I, lear- I learned so much stuff here doing this show. Well, I'm Great. Happy. Keep doing the show with us. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> We've got other very important bits of information for you to get through life. So thank I'm you. looking forward to it. <laughs> 
All Maybe of our steps. regular oh. listeners right now are, have, have passed out that Adam is only figuring this, this well, out now. you got to be able to laugh at yourself a little bit, right? Maybe, maybe, well, maybe there's some that didn't know either, so oh, we, maybe. We, yeah. sh- we can chuckle. We shouldn't point and laugh, just chuckle. We, Join oh, the we club. Live, we live to teach, Sharon Hyland. We live to teach. <laughs> True story. How about yeah. this, you guys? Since we talked about Sting, mm-hmm. how about you give me your top two favorite songs from Sting? Do it up. Adam, you going to go? That's a hard one because I, I have to admit I'm really not a fan of The Police. Okay. Right. We all have our shortcomings. Um, <laughs> so I don't know a lot of songs by Sting. I, you know, This wasn't my go-to artist to go listen to. But one of his songs is one of my all-time favorite, and it's An Englishman in New York. Ooh, nice. So I'm going to put that in my top two, and the second song will also be An Englishman in New York. <laughs> Because I don't know any other Sting song. Adam, you need to you need to listen to him because I feel like you would really like Sting. I feel like you'd like him. Even if I really don't like any song by the police? Yeah, I still think you'd like him. Cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it a try. Especially you don't like any stuff. song by the police? Not even anything from the Synchronicity album? Uh, no. I hate Roxanne. I hate Every Breath You Take. I hate Don't Stand So Close to Me. I hate Every Little Thing is Magic, whatever. Okay. I don't like those songs. Okay, how about you have to listen to Synchronicity? Okay. Okay. Deal. Deal. We're going to do a test on this next week. You have one week, Adam. Because <laughs> it's a, the best part about the police, in my estimation, for my whole career in rock radio is the fact that they had five original albums, just five, yeah. and that they have 4,000 greatest hits packages, box sets, <laughs> collections, best ofs, all the best of, the very best of, the greatest hits. Ooh, the surprise singles, whatever. There's a zillion of them. But the fact that our radio stations uh, and rock formats around the world have have played Roxanne, Roxanne, so Ugh. much. But looking beyond the hit singles, there's some really cool songs. And the appreciation of the, the early work, for sure, uh, it's worth listening to maybe. Uh, and I would start with Synchronicity and then move backwards and... Well, I know what I'm listening to on my way home. Deal. There we are. Cool. There we are. Um, I will piggyback off of Adam with Englishman in New York. I love that song. Love it. Great song. Love (laughs) it. And uh, then um, I also really like If I Ever Lose My Faith in You. Very good song. Well, there we go. I'm going to pick that one also because I wanted to pick one from the 90s. So If I Ever Lose My Faith in You is one of my top two, but I'm going to the Dream of the Blue Turtles album. From uh, 1985 and uh, Fortress Around Your Heart. Oh, wow. Okay. Which I love. Love. Nice. Love. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, those Um, are my top two. I love how he was able to, I thought he had a really good, uh, you know, early 90s output of music. Yeah. You know? Like it oh, was... yeah. And it's no surprise, Adam, that you wouldn't necessarily be familiar with his solo career. He's He falls completely under the adult contemporary category, which isn't designed to be appealing to younger people, necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, like he is a total adult sound. But there's something, you know, like when you're in a chill factor, in a chill zone, he works. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Do yeah. your homework, Adam. I will, I promise. This is All what right. I'm doing on my way home. Coolio. We'll, we'll reconvene in a week then. How about that? I'm up for it. <laughs> and if you guys uh, listening, <laughs> thank you, by the way, for finding us wherever you find us and letting us know that you're listening. We appreciate that, too. If you want to share what your top two from Sting is, feel free on any of the social media platforms. We'd love to hear from you. 
And yeah. uh, that does it for this time around. So thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, Kel. Thanks, Adam. Thank you. See you next week. You bet. And thank you guys for listening to 90s Now. Still happening.